Welcome to Stand Out in ELT. I'm Ola Kowalska and I'm the host of this extraordinary podcast. I wanted to bring you a platform where you hear from myself and other amazing and inspiring people who have created their success and stand out in ELT. People say that English language teaching is a saturated market, so it's absolutely crucial that you know how to stand out. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. And I'm going to inspire you to take action. So, welcome to this space. And I can't wait for you to stand out and build your legacy in ELT. Hello, welcome. Um, You will be surprised to find out when I tell you that I'm actually a lazy person. I am extremely lazy. I don't know what it is. I've usually been... I sometimes feel guilty about it, but to be honest, rarely. And I think, thanks to that attitude, I really have a laid-back attitude to work. Um, I've established a few good habits that might help other people. Um, I've never been really a perfectionist, so it's, it's, it's easy for me not to focus on fluff on things that are not important. On the other hand, because of my ADHD, I do tend to hyper-focus on things. So while, you know, you might know me from social media as a person who is always in that do, 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 go, go, go mode. And that's, that's true. But still, I am lazy. Okay. And I'm going to talk to you more about it. And I will give you tips on how you can actually be more lazy and feel less guilty about it and feel better and actually have uh, more done. Because I think we should be thinking about working, especially working in your business, in a smarter way. Even if it involves some laziness, some doing nothing, that's actually quite necessary, you know? Um, So again, I hope this episode will be useful for you because I know we we as teachers we generally struggle with the idea of working a lot for the money especially so I hope you can you can find at least some of those tips useful for yourself and just implement them make sure that you actually implement something because I know a lot of you are just consuming lots of content um, but one of the most important things that you can do is I know I'm going to be sharing lots of tips and lots of things that help me. You don't have to take them all and start doing them because that will probably lead to another extreme and burnout and annoyance. But if you can take at least one and start implementing and see if it works for you, then you're a winner already. So let's dig in. So guys, how do we actually define working hard versus working smart because I think it's a good starting point of that conversation I think a lot of people find that working smart is actually some form of cheating that's why I said we need to establish some routines that will make us feel less guilty about working in a more sustainable way because we unfortunately most of us have a very, very much subconscious underlying belief that the harder we work, the more we will make, the bigger the success um, and, and all those things. Well, I think that 
success for me at least it usually equals the effort that I make but the effort doesn't mean hard work if you know what I mean (laughs) so here are some things that I've started doing that have helped me also in terms of being a neurodiverse person who finds it hard to organize herself who finds it hard to keep consistent and I think it's the most important thing is to find ways that absolutely that work for you that work for your brain um you cannot just listen to generic advice that is given to everybody because well you might be neurodiverse as well or you might be a person who rebels against um organization or plans i rebel against plans um but still it's it's about finding that golden um mean and finding that perfect way maybe not even perfect no sorry don't find a perfect way find a way (laughs) of making it easier for yourself um first come to terms with the fact that it's okay to make it easier for yourself it's absolutely fine if you want to work less if you want to have more time for pleasure for Um, activities that you do like I know that teaching might be one of them absolutely but you know how much energy and how much actual bandwidth it actually takes and planning and stuff like that so please 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 be okay with the fact that it's okay to work less and to work um to, to, to have breathing space in your weeks in your days um And don't think that you're more noble and more deserving, because that's very often the limiting belief there, Um, if you work hard, okay? Nobody's going to die. Nobody's, you might, out of exhaustion, if you do work too hard, and it leads to burnout and it leads to resentment towards your work. So the only person who is putting those high expectations on you is yourself, Um So come to terms with the fact that it's okay to work smart. I would also start, so that's my tip number one, I would probably think of establishing some sort of a routine. So (laughs) this is a very personal example, but when my son was born, I was told constantly that um, children and babies, they love routine. And I was rebelling against it because nobody's going to tell me how to raise my child and nobody's going to, like, you know, tell me what to do. So I was just, we, we were doing everything spontaneously. He was dictating how our days looked and it was a disaster, basically a disaster. So I'm not giving you parenting tips, but I'm just trying to tell you that I am naturally a person who doesn't listen to <laughs> common popular advice but still I realize that everybody thrives on some sort of a routine it doesn't have to be a rigid routine unless you want to but some sort of a routine is useful so what helps me uh, at the moment it is quite natural because of the way we live it's because of the fact that my son goes um, to nursery so we I actually have a working day right however there is a trap in it because Because of the fact that I have a working day from about 9.30 to about 4.30, which is quite nice, isn't it? It's not too bad. And I don't work Fridays, um, usually. Um, It's it's really this kind of... 
mindset that I sometimes fall into because of because of those working hours because they there is resemblance between my working hours in my previous um, you know managerial job and 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 what I do now but because of the fact that I have a child and he is at school at some certain period during the day uh, or time during the day it just dictates the way it is but I still make sure that within those working hours I have time for a proper long break in which nobody pressures me to do anything it's sometimes hard to switch off but I make myself do it when you're an entrepreneur you become your own boss and you're probably 10 times harsher towards yourself than any of your bitchy bosses have ever been. That's my case, actually. But I try really hard to have a long break when I cook. I don't really like cooking, but still I make myself because it it, it keeps me more mindful. And I do um, take that time to have a nice conversation with my husband, to text a few friends and like do something that really gives me pleasure. Sometimes a little walk, sometimes um, whatever else. I'm even planning to implement in one of my days a week, going actually to work in a cafe. I've never tried it and I think I'm going to get too distracted, but I'm willing to try. And that's another tip that I wanted to give you. I want you to try different things, not just because something um, is popular now or a friend is doing that. Yes, it's good to try because you've just heard about something and you get excited about it, but I want you to try it even if you think it's not going to work. Because un- until you've tried it, you you really don't know. And that's why I like experimenting. So I'll report back on how working in a cafe works for me. Uh, I know a few of my friends do it. And like, it's not exactly appealing, but I, I'm, just, I'm just very curious to find out how, how I will find it. And then, obviously, some sort of planning... Um, helps a lot. So I usually have a weekly plan that I do on, uh, I prepare on a Sunday evening. And it's, it's not very rigid, because I'm very spontaneous. I have my tasks, I have things to do. And what I do, and what I have to do, because of my, the way my brain works, is I block my calendar. So for example, if on Monday mornings, and that tends to be the case, I have three hours of some sort of meetings, whether it is with my um, one-to-one clients or with my business coach or with whatever, then the afternoon would be a three-hour block when I do my either content or I do my admin or I do my CELTA work. Whatever it is, it has to be one type of thing because it takes me a while to get into the flow of things. Um Obviously, it doesn't mean that I don't get up, although that is the case very often, unfortunately, which is which is something I'm trying to unlearn. But still, blocking that uh, bit of time makes it more likely for me that I get distracted in between the tasks because the tasks are so similar, so it kind of is easier, and there is a certain flow, some 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 sort of smoother transitions between tasks because one leads another. Um, So that's what I do. Then I also, uh, sometimes I have that feeling that, oh, if my to-do list for the day isn't big enough, isn't long enough, then I haven't accomplished anything. But actually, it's, it's, 
it's the opposite. What I try to do, and that's my tip number three, is I tip is I measure my um, sort of success, daily achievements based on results and based on how important each action that I did um, was. So to give you an idea, I had a very admin heavy day one of the days in 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 the last um, few weeks, and it was like this day when I when I finished when I closed my laptop and I felt oh it's just admin I did I didn't like uh, it's not important it's because it doesn't really light me up I don't really like doing admin I didn't give it enough importance but then when I thought about it I created so many useful systems for myself like for example a spreadsheet with. Um, leads which is I think that you might want to start doing um it's something I tell my clients to do my ELTpreneurs to do I tell people to create a spreadsheet or a sticky note literally with names of people who um interact with my content who speak to me and to see where those people are to see whether I could have a deeper conversation with them whether I'm actually interested in potentially working with them that's also a good question to ask yourself and just identifying if there are people who are interested uh, in potentially in my in my um you know unpaid or paid work whatever it is right um so that's that's what I did and the system is going to have a massive impact on my on my business it wasn't just that it was a few other things that I did in that spreadsheet but I also did lots of things when it comes to my finances and it's I wasn't like very I didn't feel accomplished but I felt when I actually thought about it it was extremely useful um then um what I also do when it comes to my working day, and that's my tip number four for you, is that I try to have some sort of a opening and a closing routine. Again, I'm still in the process of getting used to that, but I uh, make myself a very specific type of tea in the morning, my focus tea, and the smell of it and the taste of it uh, gives my brain like this sign that it's time to start focusing and working. If I have a meeting first thing, then it's obviously easier. But if it, there is some admin, then I tend to procrastinate, scroll on my phone and blah, blah. So it actually helps. And then a closing routine, and that's something I struggle with, but a closing routine would be um, switching off the light on my desk would be actually closing my laptop, will be switching off my monitor, will be a few actions that I do to let myself know that it's time to actually finish now, right? Um, and it's it's been helpful because, it, as, as, as you can probably imagine, for my brain, it's very hard to switch off, even when I'm already spending time with my son, with my family, with my husband. Um, my brain is still on full, full um sort of uh what's the word <laughs> sorry help <laughs> it's it's still working like crazy it's still coming up with ideas it's still so that's actually another thing um and that's my tip number five um I brain dump it's my way of yes sometimes it means 
posing what I do, which I hate. I actually hate posing what I do because I hate the distraction that I know I'm aware of, right? Sometimes there are distractions that I'm not aware of, but consciously distracting myself is hard, but I sometimes do it on purpose. So what I try to do is if I have too many thoughts, I would just sit down and write down whatever is going on in my head. And guys, honestly, it's a game changer. The things that are not serving me, so the things that are not, I'm never going to act on them or are never going to be like anything useful, they just stay on paper. But sometimes the best ideas, when I put them on paper, they just get crystal clear for me. They get tangible and I start thinking about them more productively. And then it's just something that helps me clear my head as well. And it helps me work smarter because, you know, in that working hard mentality and in that, you know, early signs of burnout, I would also say, you, we tend to think quite a lot and we get overwhelmed by our thoughts because we always have something to do. We always have something to do, whether it is some the pressure and like unnecessary pressure that we put on ourselves to keep doing, doing, doing. But it's very often just what's going on in our heads. It's it 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 90% of it is in our heads. So getting rid of that um mental baggage, I think is extremely important. And also it might feel very weird for you to have a clear head. You might try subconsciously to try and fill it again. Your brain might start to do that because you're overworked and because you're you're just used to that sort of way of doing things and thinking. But it's important to give yourself that space. I always say, and this is a bit of a digression, but the moment in my life, the, the best moment in my life that I was able to identify that helped me really truly understand the importance of having space and mental space for pausing and thinking about what I really want to do with my life. So there were some heavy decisions there, was the beginning of 2021. It was just after I quit my uh, job as a manager in London. Um, in January, when we moved into our new house, and I was a bit lost because I knew I wanted to start working on my business, but I wasn't really sure yet. But that space was just so eye-opening. There were so many things that came so obviously to my head, like, sorry, I hate admin work. I'm never going to work again behind the desk and like doing things that I hate because it's, it's such a waste of my potential. Things like, oh, I actually could use my voice. That's when my podcast idea, first podcast um, idea came to my head. I could actually um, do so much more with my time. I could help teachers. Like all those ideas came then when I had the space. So having the mental space is absolutely crucial. Then um, my final tip, and that's something that um, is something I'm in process of, delegating. Uh, Delegating and outsourcing things is, again, obviously it's got the obvious benefits, but it's hard. It's extremely hard for many reasons. It's hard for reasons that we don't really know um, and don't really fully realize because we are, again, 
we have limiting beliefs around what we deserve if we work hard and if we do everything on our own. We think we deserve more. But actually, that's just not the way entrepreneurs and people who are able to grow and build. And I I know that not everybody is interested in growing to making millions, but it doesn't have to be the case. I think we have to start cutting ourselves some slack. We have to start being a bit more compassionate with ourselves and just admitting that it's something that I talked about in my challenge two, three weeks ago. There are things that are money-making activities and there are things that are money-wasting activities. And the sooner we realize what those activities are for us, the better for us. So I want you to think, I want you to, and it's a technique that I've been um, recommended, for a week, try and write down all the tasks that you do. Literally write down everything that you do. So Monday morning, you wake up and you start writing down. um, Okay, so first I have my one-to-one lesson. Then I reply to an email. Also make sure that you write how much time it takes. Doesn't matter what it is, really. Write down everything, whether it is business, teaching or life related. So write making lunch, eating lunch, um, write down picking up your child from school, write down vacuuming the flat, write down writing a lesson plan, write down uh, paying an invoice, everything, creating content, everything, okay? What you're going to do with that then is you're going to see which of those activities are actually activities that are directly related to you making money, okay? And you're going to see how long they take. Then you're going to look at the other activities and you're going to make, you're going to use some discernment here. You're going to think about the ones that are okay and you could keep doing them because you don't mind and you're you're okay. You're actually, they, they sort of light you up. You don't care. You don't mind. Um, and you're going to look at some others that might potentially be the ones that suck too much of your energy and of your time and you're fighting against the current trying to do them, but they are not bringing uh, results in short time because if you're spending a long a long time on them and I know sometimes we get ambitious and we want to learn things like things like I thought I wanted to learn how to edit videos uh, when I used to do a YouTube uh, YouTube when I used to have a YouTube channel and then I soon realized it's just such a crappy job and I hate it if I ever want to do videos I'm just gonna find someone who'll do it for me because it's pointless I don't want to do it um so I want you to think about those activities as well and I want you and this is literally going to become your list of things that you can delegate now What's funny about this is that when I did it, what became obvious is that I don't really like cooking and I waste a bit too much time on cleaning because I'm a bit of a control freak. So, <laughs> um, then there were things such as bookkeeping and things such as like a, different bits and bobs of, of uh, admin or editing my podcast. I love recording this podcast, but editing it is... Blah. I don't like it. So... Naturally, I've created a to-do list for someone or some sort of a service that I could use and outsource. So, yes, I'm not saying 
um, I can afford to outsource everything. There will be time I will be able to. But then I'm going to prioritize and see which of those activities, um, if I get rid of them from my to-do list, are going to have the biggest impact on myself and my business. So one of the first things I did was... um, outsourcing meal preparation. I don't meal prep. I don't plan meals. I hate it. I don't. I'm not a good person in the kitchen. Uh, My husband isn't either. So we have a subscription box. Uh, We have five dinners a week. They send all the ingredients. All it takes for us is to cook it. They are usually quick, uh, but healthy and nutritious. And we're super happy with it. The next thing we're going to do is a cleaner. The next thing I'm going to do in my business is a VA. uh, Because I now know which tasks are not really um, contributing to like the growth of my business when I do them myself. There are things that I like doing and I'm great at and I'm going to focus on these. So also what's what's, uh, important to remember here is that it's absolutely fine for you to say, I'm excellent at this, but I'm crap at this. And as long as you don't want to learn how to do something, because you might want to learn, okay? You might want to, but please ask yourself very, very deeply, do you want to learn just because you think, oh, I can't afford to pay someone and I should probably be able to do it myself because everybody starts like that. Think if that's the case for you or maybe if you're just finding an excuse for you not to get help where the help is necessary, okay? I want you to think whether you're doing it for yourself as if to punish yourself a little bit and again, prove your worth by working your ass off, (laughs) You're not proving your worth by by working your ass off. You're leading yourself to burnout, okay? So it's absolutely fine to work smart. All right, my lovelies. I hope those tips were useful. It, these are the really most... There are, there are obviously other things that you can do, but I think it's extremely important to start thinking about working smarter, okay? As teachers, uh, and this is going to be my wrapping... Um, argument. I also want you to um, understand that as teachers, we are um, used to working for others, working for schools and making um, everything look nice on paper because we are being assessed, judged. We sometimes get observed. So our lesson plans have to look great. Our lessons have to be perfect and different for every group and student. When you're an entrepreneur, however, you cannot do that anymore. You cannot. There are more important things than perfecting your lesson plans and than perfecting your presentations. I want you to batch your lessons. I want you to reuse materials. I want you to think, okay, most of my learners are B1 level. And there is, there is some that are A1, right? So can you do something to reuse materials or lessons or adapt them, right? So that you can use even the same sort of thing in all your lessons all week. So you don't have to plan different, le- different things for everybody. Um, is there any way that you can actually group your students I know that sometimes logistically it might not be possible, but are there any ways in which you can work 
a bit less. So you have the mental space for planning, for visions, for making for making great, for like creating ideas, for creating content, for thinking about where you want to go with this business? Do you have that space? Because I always say to my clients, it should be 50-50. 50% if you're still working in your business should be that kind of work, but at least 50% should be your entrepreneurial activities, right? I think my uh, own sort of uh, work at the moment is is about that 50% is working with clients and 50% is working on my business and when I say I've got a capacity of three uh, three um, you know one-to-one clients or whatever it's not because I'm tired it's because I make a conscious decision not to take on more because I want to and that's why my business is thriving it is thriving because I've got space to think about other things which is which are not just helping my clients and my um, rocketers and my ELTpreneurs. It's crucial, okay? And I want you to teach yourself to do that as well, okay? Let go of some of that perfectionism and try and think more about who you are as a business person, not only about who you are as a teacher, okay? Um... Thank you so much for being here, my lovely people. I hope you found it useful. Let me know. Message me. I love receiving messages from you. Um, You telling me what you found. What was your aha moment, a light bulb moment from this episode. What your favorite techniques of working smart are. Um, And yeah, let this conversation going or or keep this conversation going. Um, I... Cannot wait to speak to you more. Uh, I promise I will not make any more breaks (laughs) and take any more breaks from this podcast. Uh, I will be back in your ears next week. Um, Enjoy your week so far. Don't work too hard. Work smart. Think about which technique you're going to implement. And I love you all so much and see you next week. Being a teacher is your superpower. You know how to do it. But developing a business mindset and business skills can be tricky. So if you're a bit lost or maybe fed up with figuring it all out on your own, don't worry. I've created this podcast and other free resources to help you. Follow me on Instagram for a daily dose of education, energy, motivation and fun. If you're interested in working with me, please get in touch and I'll be very happy to tell you about ways of working with me. Don't be a stranger, say hello from time to time on social media. I love getting to know you better. You're my ELT tribe. And for now, bye and until next time.